Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, you're running through the events too quickly. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. We can. Yes. We can. Oh, well, bless the Lord. <laughs> um all right. So, we bless the Lord. Don't know what happened there. Um I muted myself and then somehow the muting but we bless the Lord. I pray that you don't hear uh, much background noise because I do have some. I will. I am like trying to minimize it, but um, hopefully <laughs> I bless the Lord for an opportunity to be here today. Um, I'm always joyful, gladful when Pastor Millicent gives me an opportunity to come before you and bring a message from God. I consider this day to be a very special message and a very special opportunity because I get to honor the person who has been so liberal in honoring me and my gift um, and my talent and God's ministry um, that he has given to me. And, I don't take that for granted. I don't take it lightly. Um, I have I have personally worked under many, many pastors, many because of course in military I've moved several times, but I've been in ministry for quite a long time. And I tell you, Pastor Millicent is truly one of the few pastors that I have worked under who is just awesome in allowing a person, uh, allowing God to use a person in their gift. 
So I appreciate her. I appreciate all that she does and being there. So I pray that this message will bring to you all um, just a simple reminder that God has given you a gift. And that gift is Pastor Millicent. And that we are not to take it lightly or take it for granted. Um, but take the time, this, this time that is set aside to honor her. We want to take the time to do that. So I bless the Lord for being here. I bless the Lord for her. And we are going to go in prayer. Father God, I thank you for being here today, your presence made known here today. I thank you, Father God, for this opportunity that we have, that you have directed and led and, and, and given Pastor Millicent such a call that will bring us all together so that we can come together and acknowledge you in the midst of our situations and know that you hear us like what the enemy tries to do, we'll be able to come together and honor you, God. We thank you, Father God, for that opportunity. We thank you for touching Pastor Millicent's heart that she would uh, avail herself so that that could be done with all of your people. All of your people, Father God, who have been in some way um, uh, excluded through the church or a traditional type church, Lord, she has opened the door that it, it doesn't have to be so. And by that, the devil is defeated. And I thank you for it. I thank you, Lord. And I thank you that we as a church body will not take that for granted. We pray blessings over her today. We pray blessings over her every day. We pray blessings over her family. We pray your divine hand of protection over her, Father God. We thank you for supplying all of her needs, Father God, according to your riches and glory, that you are, Father God, her anchor. And I thank you that you strengthen her that she is able to anchor other people. Lord, we bless you and we honor you this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, um, other than really just saying it all, uh, <laughs> I am going to bring a message. <laughs> and um, it won't be long, but it, I hopefully it'll be powerful enough that um, it will solidify what I just said in terms of Pastor Millicent being our support in our anchor. So our title, you know, God has given us pastors to support us and anchor us. And so we bless the Lord for Pastor Millicent, who is our support in our anchor. So the title, our pastor, our support, our anchor. We are going to come from Ephesians, the fourth chapter, um, the 11th through the 16th verse. And I'm reading the international version, and it reads, 
So Christ himself, Christ himself. Now, this is not coming secondhand. This is firsthand through Christ. He himself gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the wave and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him, who is Christ, who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The word pastor um, is Latin for shepherd, which means to lead, to pastor, to set to grazing, or cause to eat. In the Hebrew, it means to tend a flock. Um, it relates to feeding of the sheep. St. Augustine described a pastor's job as a disturber um, that, that are, the job is to take the disturbers and rebuke, take the low-spirited and encourage, take the infirm and support them, take the objectors and confute them, take the treacherous and guard against them, take the unskilled and teach them, take the lazy and arouse them, take the contentious and restrain them, take the haughty and repress them, take the litigants and pacify them, take the poor, relieve them, take the oppressed, and liberate them, take the good and approve them, take the evil and born them, but all love them. And I truly think and speak that that is Pastor Millicent's heart. She amazes me in how she is supportive of all people. And um, truly and truly, truly, it speaks to her willingness to go out of the way to do the work of Christ. So <clears throat> in various religions, pastors are called by different names. In Catholicism, they're called parish priests. In Lutherism, some are called priests, others are called pastors. And the Methodists um, and others, such as Baptists and Pentecostal, um, they are all called shepherds or pastors. 
pastors are very important. And if you um, if you survey the Bible, of course, in the Old Testament, it's the the pastor or the shepherd speaks of the shepherd is mentioned 173 times. So God honors and expects much from his shepherds. It is important position that God holds in high esteem. And he said that part of, um, I want to talk to you or come to you, not only from Ephesians, but in Jeremiah. Jeremiah makes some very potent um, description of what some pastors are like and what God want his pastors to be like. And so I want to kind of go through those comparisons. Well, Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter, one through um, the first through the third verse, he tells us that um, his sheep are without a pastor. And because of that, the sheep are scattered. This really angered God to the point that he told the, the, the shepherds or the pastors that, you know, he, he, they, he was going to deal with them harshly. God is really um, tender-hearted and tender toward his sheep. As a matter of fact, one of the things that we're told in the New Testament that Jesus would leave the 99 to go find the one. So in Jeremiah, you had shepherds who, or, or, or priests who were doing their own thing and not really being concerned about the well-being of the flock. And so, of course, God said that his sheep was being scattered. Not only was were they being scattered, because they were being scattered, it was causing them to suffer. It was causing them um, just a lot of distress. And so there is a place in that position where God uses the pastor to unify and keep his flock together. And there's a reason for that. I am reminded of Jesus when after he had taught his disciples and they were um, (laughs) celebrating the Passover. Jesus warned his disciples because he knew that his time to go to the cross was near. And so Jesus warned his own disciples. He said that he said that he was about to suffer. He said, but it was going to cause them to scatter. And Jesus warned them. That's how important it is for us to remain unified in the faith. Jesus warned them. But the beauty of that, he said, he told them, he said, you will fall away on the account 
of me. That was a quote that came from Zechariah, the 13th chapter in the seventh voice. It says, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Well, that was because Jesus was about to bear the burden of the world's sins. However, Jesus told them something that was, it, they didn't get it, but it was just as comforting when you read it. He said, of course, after he returns, he said, after he have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. So he made sure that they knew that he was not going to completely abandon them. He made sure that they knew that he was going to return after they didn't know that he had to go and defeat hell and death in the grave, but he gave them the assurance that he was going to return. And through that, he restored, gave them purpose, and he strengthened them with this power. So in Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter, the fourth verse, God declared, that he was going to um, get shepherds that were after his own heart and that he was going to place shepherds over his sheep that would attend to them and that they would no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be scattered. I bless the Lord for the testimony that Sister Cheryl gave because one of the things she said was she didn't understand what was happening to her and she was afraid. But because of the divine connection and because of the obedience of Pastor Millicent, Cheryl was strengthened. She is being restored. Um, she is moving forward, she is being fruitful, and she's multiplying. That is the next concern that God brought up to the shepherds in Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. He said that they lack giving the sheep's care. And the sheeps were not receiving the care that they needed to be fruitful and to multiply. He said that he was going to appoint those shepherds that would care for them so that they would be fruitful and multiply in numbers. Jesus, our great shepherd, modeled that. When Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he went ahead of Galilee and he sanctified, he spoke to the disciples and he sanctified them. He gave them a great commission. Amazingly, he told them that he wanted them to go out because they were going to receive now power from Ohio. And they were going to go out and they were going to multiply. They were going to make more disciples of 
of, of Christ. And before Jesus left, he sanctified them. He blessed them. And it tells us that he lifted his hands and he blessed them. They received that blessing with great joy. Even though at that point, at the time he was blessing them, Jesus was taken up in the air. We have a great shepherd in Pastor Millicent. The model that Jesus has set um, for pastors and shepherds to follow, I can see it in Pastor Millicent. She is there long hours on the phone supporting those who need support, encouraging those who need encouraging, pulling others from the fire when there is fire, um, whatever needs to be done, she makes the effort to do it. A model pastor to give us the support and the strength that we need in order to be fruitful in a system that wants to tear us down. You can't ask for a greater person. You can't ask for a more dedicated person. And I want to say this because, of course, Paul has exhorted us that we need to recognize those people who are <clears throat> giving us the service that will help us mature in Christ. You can have people who help you um, in terms of, of being able to, you know, do things or, you know, carry you through a day or so, but feeding your sheep constantly every morning at five in the morning or um, every Saturday without fail, it's amazing. That is food that will take you into eternity. There's a saying, Feed a, a person a fish, feed a fish, feed them a fish, they eat for a day. Teach them to fish and they eat for a lifetime. I believe that we see in Pastor Millicent the teaching that will feed us for a lifetime. And Paul encourages us to honor them, to honor those who labor. For you. In Hebrews, the 13th chapter, the 17th verse, it tells us that we are to have confidence and to submit to those in authority because they must give an account. Do this so their work will be a joy and not a burden, which would be no benefit to you. I believe that this time is much more than just saying nice and beautiful words. It's beautiful when we speak from the heart. 
and we can say these things. And I know that that encourages Pastor Millicent and it encourages each other because she does labor hard. But I think that in honoring her, we have to do things beyond just the words. She she takes the time out every Saturday, every morning to be there for those who want to go before the Lord in prayer. I think that and I pray that this, with the same gift of support that God has given her to this ministry for each of us, that I encourage us to, for those who can, don't let the month go by that you don't honor her with some type of token, some type of appreciation. No, she doesn't ask for these things. She does ask that we support the church. I am encouraging you to do both this month. She didn't ask me. She never does. But from my heart of hearts, and I know what the Lord speaks to me, I'm encouraging you that this is all part of you saying thank you to God and showing him how much you appreciate what she has done. So she has been the model pastor. A model pastor, if you look at the scripture, look at what Jesus has done, he shows the model. He was there with the disciples, and even when he had to go, he said that I will not leave you alone. You will have comfort. And I can tell you, I there is not one day that you'd call Pastor Millicent and she does not return your call. There is not one time that if you've asked her to pray for you or even if you haven't, that she does that because she understands the need and the power of prayer. So as a testimony of God's goodness, because it didn't have to happen for years and years and years, there was no ministry that really addressed the needs of targeted individuals. And now we have one. And I pray that part of her mission is that you, each of us is fruitful and we multiply. And I pray that not only will we do that in our personal life, but even as we are part of this ministry to show support that we will multiply the ministry for the, the Lord because he is called, that's part of our job. That is part of our responsibility. And we are being fed and we are being nurtured so that we can do that. So, of course, I'm not before you long, Wendy, but I hope that between what Cheryl has said, has testified of, and what I'm speaking, that you are encouraged to take this month 
to honor her both in word, in action, in deed, and in prayer. I pray that for all of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister Juanita, for your very inspiring message. Amen. 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 Now, let us listen to a praise and worship song celebrating God working in our lives. It's entitled Center of My Joy by Richard Smallwood. The invitation to discipleship will follow today to be offered by Sister Kim.
We are at the point in the worship service where we will offer the invitation to discipleship. If you are on the call tonight and you desire to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please remember, Jesus loves you. He is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of the rope. Some steps to take on the road to salvation. Admit you can't save yourself from your sin. Be willing to repent, turn away from sin. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer of salvation. Dear God, I know I'm not able to save myself from sin. I know I'm not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. Start reading the Bible and email us at mgrace321 at gmail.com. That's mgrace321 at gmail.com to become a member for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. Amen. Thank you, Sister Kim. Now, Sister Helena will present a pastoral tribute of Pastor Millicent Black. That will be followed by our closing praise and worship song. Pastor Millicent, um, I'm going to get the good and the bad news out right in up front and let you know that the easy part of doing this is that I have so much to say I could take up the entire service. But the bad part, of course, is that I don't have that time. So I'll try to get right over <laughs> to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, I'll let you know that... Um, I've been a TI for 18 and a half years now, and through a new, unique way, the Lord opened up a door when I was highly confused and not understanding what was happening in my life and thinking that I was just moving into places where the world had just suddenly gone quite mad, and I tried to outrun it by moving six times within five years. And then one day, I came across Derek Robert Robinson's previous site and then his um, uh, PAC site right now that he has. And one day I saw a little, um, excuse me, article there. It said, Refuge from the Storm Church. And I felt very drawn to it because for all of those years, I had no one to go to, no one to tell my story. The very few people that I did trust didn't believe me, so I was shut down. I was told.
told perhaps I needed to go speak to someone about this issue that couldn't possibly be happening. So I just learned to close myself off and just told myself this must be the cross I had to bear. It was just me and the Lord. But this church name somehow just kept pulling me towards it, and yet I was afraid. By then I had become skeptical. I began to think that perhaps it was one of the things I'd read and heard about that sometimes stalkers will try to suck you into something that isn't real. So I was a little bit afraid that it could be a trap, so I held on for a little while longer. I contemplated that, oh, maybe it's a little occult. (laughs) But finally I made that call, and I asked for prayer at the end of the service that day. And um, now Sister Cheryl, I'm not going to be much different than her because I have my Kleenex ready here. It's hard for me to speak about you, Pastor, without tears coming to my eyes because only you, me, and the Lord know what we've been through and what I've been through in the last two and a half years that I've known you. I am. When you prayed for me that first time, I hung up and I asked myself, who is this woman that seems to understand my heart, my pain? She prayed such a fervent prayer that I had not not heard before. She didn't question my mentality. She just prayed a strong prayer. So after that, I began to call her because there was so much that I, too, did not understand, and I was so unprepared for all the changes that were to come after getting to know Pastor. And yet, every time I called, she would answer. Not one time did she ever say, you're bothering me, or don't, don't call so often, maybe. She always offered up a word a prayer encouraged me and taught me so much about stalking and showed me her character and taught me what a godly woman should be. And so, Pastor Millicent, you are my hero. Oh gosh, here I go. You've done more for me than my words can ever express. And then came a time when I remember saying, Pastor Millicent, is there anything I can do for the church to help you? And she thought about it for a little bit, and she said, well, would you like to do altar prayer? And in that very moment, she didn't know that in my mind, You see, I've had that fear of speaking before groups all of my life. So when she asked me to do a prayer, I saw this little cartoon character in my eyes, you know, the kind that gets scared or shocked, and their eyes come popping out of their sockets and go boing and snap back in their head. And I'm thinking, do you really know what you're asking of me? I am so afraid to do this. And yet she encouraged me. 
You made me feel like I could do anything. How could I say no? That's how I began my journey of learning how to work through a fear I'd had my whole life. And I'm still working on it to this day, but I will continue to because you've taught me well and you've been such a wonderful example for me that I want to give you my best, as I told you in an email recently, because you give us your best. And came the time for the music, and I thought, she's trusting me with music now, too. And what many of you don't know is that I love music so much, and when I listen to a video or something, and I'm blessed by it, I always have to send it to Pastor. And sometimes I think, just leave her alone. But then I think, oh, I just want her to feel this blessing I'm feeling right now. And never one time has she said, knock it off too much. It's okay, you don't have to send me anymore. She has taken the time to listen to every song, every song, and I have sent her many. And I thank you for that, Pastor, because sometimes I know that songs can say something that our words are unable to. And sometimes that's what happens to me. I sometimes show my feelings through songs, and you have never, ever put me down. You have never questioned anything that I have done. You have always encouraged me. And, when you're in, and I'm not used to that, you see. So it makes me want to do so much more for you. And I will continue. I need you to know that I am so honored and have such a pleasure of being a part of your life, your church, and that you have been a part of mine so much more than you will ever know. And hopefully in heaven, the Lord will reveal that to you. You have influenced me in ways no one else has. You have given me courage when I had none. You've lifted me up when I've been down too many times, and yet I needed it, and you gave it, despite your own pain. You put yours aside, and you minister to me. And I will not forget for a very long time one day, not that long ago, when there was a storm outside in our state and it was thundering and lightning and, and hailing and pouring down with rain, but it didn't compare to the storm that I was going through within my own home. And I emailed you and sent you a song. You sent me one back. And you spent, I don't even remember between two and three hours, I know for sure. Back and forth, we sent songs back and forth with little messages until I was able to pull myself together and get through that particular storm. I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't done that for me. But I'm so thankful. And I'm going to borrow from your words, Pastor. I don't take it lightly what you do for me, for us as a church. And I've heard many times in my life that a church is only as strong as its leadership. 
I'm so honored to be a part of this church that is made up of such a strong leadership and that its members are also strong. That you made a place like us to come, to gather, to honor you, to help you, and to lift up the name of our Lord. That we have a place where we can speak to each other and not be ashamed or not be afraid. You taught me, Pastor Millicent, is something I didn't didn't really know I was missing. Because I came from a non-English speaking family and at a very young age, coming from a father who was alcoholic, we had to grow up very quickly and having to interpret for our non-speaking parents and people in the church. So I learned to be very independent in my life, and I really didn't know how to lean on anyone. I didn't think I really needed to, and it wasn't an issue of pride. It was just that I was so used to doing everything for myself, I didn't really know how to ask. You taught me I could lean on you, on the members of your church, and ask when I needed help. And that's been a very difficult lesson for me to learn, and I will keep learning it. But I thank you for giving me that open door and teaching me that I didn't have to be strong by myself. And so I'd like to go ahead and what I did for fun is I went into Google and I typed in, what is the biblical meaning of the name Millicent? Well, I read different things and, you know, I've heard some wonderful things and I chose something that wasn't from a, a a, a biblical site, but it really summed up, I thought best, of who you are. And I'd like to read that to you, and I know I'm speaking for others. It says, the name Millicent is the most amazing girl that you'll ever meet. With her, you get everything. A mixture both of beauty and an amazing personality something rare to find these days. Someone that's kind and caring, smart, funny, good sense of humor, fun and easy to be around, mysterious in some ways, shy yet outgoing. It's not hard at all to fall in love with this girl and to have her as a friend. When you hold her hand or wrap your arms around her, You'll never want to let go. She is a blessing in the lives of all of those that are privileged to have her in their life. She makes you do things that you've never done before. And um, I'm a witness to that. If you're lucky enough to have her, you should never let her go. She is just that amazing and should be cherished. Millicent. She is the sweetest and most beautiful girl in the world. 
you're all those things to me. I know that I speak for others in the church as well. And in closing, Pastor, you only know me too well, so you know I'm going to have to dedicate a song to you. So I asked the Lord if he would forgive me just this one time. And um, I don't mean any disrespect to him, but this is a song about the Lord. But I think you, everyone will understand why I wanted to interpret this and insert your name. And so I will close by playing this song for you that is from my heart to yours. And I know that I'm speaking for others in your church.
Amen. Thank you, Sister Helena, for your very moving tribute of Pastor Nelson. And thank you for expressing the feelings that many of us have for Pastor Nelson. Now, Pastor Nelson will conclude the worship service with final remarks and a benediction. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. I've been overwhelmed throughout the service with the kind words and the beautiful songs that were dedicated. I um, had stepped out of my shoes when I came in the house earlier, and I dare not put my feet back in them because I don't know if I'm the one who's supposed to fill them. <laughs> Thank you for just thinking, for just thinking such wonderful things about the way God has chosen to bless you and to assure you that you are not alone. One thing that I have learned as I've studied the Bible is that every time God's people were in captivity, he always had a prophet there with him, with them to give them words of encouragement, not just one, but sometimes several. So I, it, it amazed me that while Jeremiah was left back in Jerusalem to encourage the people of Israel there, Elijah was allowed to move over into um, to Babylon, was allowed to take, be taken into captivity to give the children of Israel encouragement there. God knows where we are, and he knows how to get us his word, that we might keep looking up in spite of what's going on around us. Sometimes it's that looking up is that, that all that keeps us from succumbing to the fear, from falling down and throwing up our hands and throwing in the towel, just keep looking up, realizing that our help truly is coming from the Lord, the one who made the heaven and the earth. Let me also encourage each of you that this is your church. This is our gift from God. So it's not mine. I'm, I tell you, it's, it's, a, it's something that God has given to all of us to remind us of his love for us. In the book of Hebrews, it says to forsake not the assembling of yourself together. And how can we not forsake it, 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 it under the circumstances except that God does something and God did something? by laying it on my heart to start refuge from the storm for those who have been ostracized and kicked out and knocked out and knocked about by the people who are also servants of the Lord, but in the darkness concerning this thing that is happening to us. Uh, in Hosea, God said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they refuse knowledge. And each of you that have talked today have talked about how People don't understand what we're going through. They don't want us to talk about it. They don't want to understand. And yet they are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. So I thank God for the privilege. Just, I, I don't take it lightly. I thank God for the privilege of being allowed to serve in this way. God has endowed me with many gifts. And it's been my delight to give them back to the body of Christ. Minister Juanita, thank you for the, for that message. You should have kept it straight on on the word. Now it, it is not about me, but thank you so much for the way you brought out one of my favorite sections of scripture, and that's Ephesians chapter four. Indeed, the uh, how God chose to help the body of Christ to to grow, that we might not be thrown and tossed about by every wind of doctrine, 
has been by the, the gift of the of the uh, uh, ministries to the church. And it's been our delight to serve in any capacity that God has allowed us. As I have recognized in each of you, and so is my delight as I pray to pray for you individually and for the gifts that God has placed into each of you individually and how well you do your part, how well you play your part in what God is doing. We really don't see all that God is doing. And in some days it looks like he's doing absolutely nothing. And some days it sounds like we're getting, hearing absolutely nothing. But I tell you what, he always comes through. And I am so appreciative of that. Want to encourage you, indeed, offer um, invitation to those of you who may be new to the call this evening to join us on Wednesday night for our regular Bible study at 8 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday for early rises, meet us for prayer at, at 6.30 Eastern time. We try to keep it at about an hour. Usually we go a little over, but it's still good. It's all good. We, we pray for concerns of the church, concerns of the individual body of Christ, concerns of TIs, and concerns for the world. So we're not just a group of people praying for ourselves. We're praying for everything God says to pray for. Uh, on Saturday mornings, we have our ministry team meeting that's led by Minister Juanita. A great uh, group of people come together. Again, we're seeking God's face, and she gives us little words of encouragement for devotional. And boy, I tell you, we are able to go on a little farther. Some people may say it doesn't take all that. It doesn't take all those meetings and all that stuff you all are doing. And I guess any of us could write our own little um, defense of why I choose to participate in certain activities of the church but i tell you they're all necessary each one of them are necessary um coming up next tuesday next tuesday night is our um emotional wellness support group at 8 p.m i'll tell you what cassandra's been doing a great job just a marvelous job at bringing us uh topics that are of concern to us and we've been able to walk through them talk through them um and come out better for having had the discussion so i invite you to join us for uh for those meetings on uh, uh and the one especially the one that's coming up on this coming tuesday cassandra can you tell us what the title is going to be um no not yet okay. not yet pastor Milton. Then will not yet it will be a surprise, but it will be good and it will be beneficial and it will help you in your walk the rest of the way. So do yes, join us on Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Emotional Wellness Support Group. Now, before the benediction, uh, for those of you who are able to stay and desire to have prayer, I, I encourage you to do that. If you pray the prayer for joining the family of God with Sister Kim, I ask that you uh, send us an email at refugefromstorm at aol.com. Give us contact information. We will contact you and have prayer with you about your prayer concerns, talk to you more about the decision that you've made. The name of the church is Refuge From The Storm. And our email address, we have to leave the the out because of the, the length. But the email address is, again, refugefromstorm at aol.com. And the name of the church is Refuge From The Storm.
Well, that was a lot. Thank you all again. Um, let us pray. Is someone trying to say something? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come thanking you for this day, Lord. We thank you for all that our ears have heard, all that our hearts have been made to receive, God. I thank you for the blessing of the people of God who are showing their appreciation for the servant of God. Thank you, O oh God, for choosing me to use me as a servant. Father God, I just pray now your blessings upon your people according to your name, Lord. You said when you see the name of your name upon your people, you would bless them. So I pray that you would bless each home, God. Bless each family. Bless the extended family, oh God. Bless the neighborhoods in which they live with peace. In the name of Jesus, I pray that those who work, you will bless their jobs, Lord. Those who are who travel to and fro, bless them with safety, oh God. Cause our finances to come in line with the word of God and everything we set our hands to, to prosper. God, help us to be truly grateful for all of the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us in spite of all we've gone through. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You may stop the recording. I'm, I heard it say recording. Minister Juanita, are you still with us? If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 